You are listening to The MILF Podcast for moms intent on living fit and fabulous. Fit and fabulous. This show is for real people. Real people. People who don't have the spare time to live life at the gym and those who have to balance being moms, being professionals, but also wanting to look and feel hot. Oh, heads up. This show isn't about false quick fixes. Not here. Here, we're going to help develop an actual lifestyle change, but one that's manageable along with your other responsibilities, and most importantly, one that is sustainable. You got this. So we're going to take a little time, but we're going to do it right. Are you ready? Let's go. It's time to get your sexy back through healthy and holistic fat loss and get back to being a MILF, mom's intent on living fit and fabulous. And here's your host, Andy. Hello guys and welcome back. You are listening to the MILF podcast and I'm your host Andy. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about something that seems to be a very popular topic amongst a lot of women that I work with and that is about eating or mindlessly mindlessly eating or snacking say on certain foods. Now I think This affects mostly everybody that I know. Um, You know that feeling where you can go to the fridge or the pantry and you're opening up the doors and you're just blankly staring in there. You want something to eat. You're not exactly sure, but you start picking at things. And then before you've known it, you know, you've, you've eaten a whole packet of biscuits or you've eaten a whole heap of things that you actually weren't really hungry for. So let me just first start with saying that I used to be a huge snacker and it started with me from a really, really young age. I would say it probably stemmed from my parents giving me bags of lollies and chips, etc. in a car trip when we'd ever go on a really long car trip or a holiday somewhere. I was either had to be eating or I had to be sleeping. I used to get terrible car sickness. So for me, reading a book or anything like that was um, terrible for me. Um, So I either had to eat or sleep. So I used to get given packets of lollies or chips to be munching on to pass the time. And then it probably, from there, it then flowed into my teenage years when I went to school and I would be known for carrying bags of lollies in my pencil case at school. I'd be always munching on either lollies or chips or something like that on the school bus, going to school and on the way home. And then it stemmed over into my adult years where, you know, whenever we traveled, I had to be snacking on something in the car or or watching watching movies, I, I couldn't sit there and watch a movie without physically eating something, whether it was popcorn or chocolate or ice cream. For me, it was just one of those things that whenever I did those particular things, it triggered a habit in me where I would need to be putting something in my mouth um, to occupy my time. I'm not exactly sure what it exactly was, but I know that I had a huge problem with it. So when I decided to embark on a healthier lifestyle, so to speak, um, what I did was I took all the junk food out of my house so that I wouldn't be tempted to just go in and, you know, grab something to go and munch on. So, and I'd been quite successful this for a little while and I thought, yes, I've got this habit down, down pat. I don't 
have that particular vice anymore. But when I first had my first child, Caden, it wasn't until he became um, old enough where he could start eating solids and you'd give him um, arrowroot biscuits and, and things like that to, to help with the teething process and to introduce, you know, harder foods, that my habits started to actually come back. And what I found was that I was actually reaching for those arrowroot biscuits, but then also lathering them up with butter and eating them. And before I knew it, I could easily sit down to half a packet of biscuits without actually really knowing what I was really doing. Like I'd just go back and, oh, just grab one or, or two bickies or something like that. And it became such a thing for me that I was doing it consistently you know, almost every single day. And what I found over this particular period of time was that my results actually started to go backwards. So what I had to do was to address this particular habit in a different way. Now, I also know that a lot of mums, including myself, um, hate to see wasted food. So the other thing was for me was picking up the leftovers that my kids didn't eat. So if it was, you know, if they were having noodles or spaghetti or something like that and they didn't eat it, I couldn't bear for it to go in the bin. And that was one of my, I guess, the way that I was brought up. You know, my mum and dad were very um, hard on, you don't waste food, you know, you work hard for the hard to put that food on the table, that it shouldn't be going in the bin. So I think that mindset really, really had to change for me. So why is this a bad thing? Now, understand that it's not that you can't have biggies or you you can't have chocolate or you can't have ice cream or anything like that. But what I am saying is that if you have a goal to shed some kilos, to move some fat or look and feel your best, then you're going to actually have to hone in on why you're doing these specifically things, especially if you think it is more often than not. So even though I don't advocate cutting calories or anything like that, I do, however, promote that you need to be calorie aware. So every little thing that you put in your mouth, whether it's a bite of something or anything like that, it all counts in the overall picture. Yes, It can be as simple as calories in versus calories out, but not all calories are created equal. And I'll I'll touch on this in another episode um, down the track, but if you are mindlessly eating just stuff because, um, this is going to actually need to be looked at so that we can come up with an action plan to help prevent overindulging on those particular things. What I might actually do just to show an example is put up an example, you know, how we be a calorie aware with with different types of foods. So something that you might snack on versus something that might be a little bit more benefit for you that will more so help you to go towards your goals rather than going backwards. So one of the biggest reasons usually for this particular snacking and mindless eating type of scenario is that it actually comes from a habit. We've probably been accustomed to this particular behavior through growing up. I mean, for me, it was 
very much a habit. You know, hopping in a car was a trigger for me to to eat and snack. You know, getting and watching a movie or going in front of the TV at night times was another trigger for me to have something sweet and and munch on while I was doing that. It's kind of like um, maybe licking the beaters or scraping out the bowl after you make a cake. It's something that you've probably always done since you were a kid and it's like that they go hand in hand together. So you kind of don't really think anything more about it other than you know after the fact. And other reasons it could be, could be related to emotional eating. Um, boredom is a, is a huge trigger for me. Um, you know, I'm, I could have just eaten something and if I'm bored or, or sit too still for too long a period, I'll, I'll want to eat something. So that's a huge trigger for me. Some people, it's when they're really stressed. Some people, it can be sad or happy. Whatever it is, you know, um, we need to be able to be aware of what's going on so that we can can help this. The other reason it could be is that you're actually just really hungry, in which most cases um, it could be that you actually just haven't eaten enough for that particular day. Whatever reason it actually is, the first thing that we need to do is identify what it is you are doing and why you are doing it. So how do we go about reducing the amount of mindless eating or snacking that we do? So first of all, like I said before, we need to recognize when and why we do it. Is it when you first come home from work? Is it when you're making the dinner that you tend to pick and snack on things? Is it when you are in a social setting and feel the need to fit in? So, you know, they have all those platters out and you feel like you need to go in and munch on those things to be able to to be in that social setting. Is it whilst you are watching TV or at the movies? Is it when you are bored, tired, stressed, sad or happy? Once you have figured out your why or your trigger, so to speak, you can set about an action plan. One of the biggest things that I find um, with working with many clients is that we need to address the rule of proximity. The rule of proximity is a fantastic tool to have in your arsenal because it addresses your immediate environment. Obviously, I know that being a parent, you're going to have all those knickknacks and snacks and all those sorts of things within the household. I I do realize this and I know that it's not realistic to go and get rid of everything like that. But we need to look at how we can reduce the temptation for you if this is becoming a problem. So the way that I do it, like my kids have snacks, they have chips and they have biscuits in the house. I make cakes and all that sort of food for them as well as having good food within the environment. So the way that I limit my temptation is that I put their type of knickknacks and snacks not in my eyeline view. So it's not directly in the pantry when I go and walk in there. It might be up really, really high or it might be in the cupboard below behind doors. If it's cakes or bickies that I do baking, I generally put them in the freezer so that again, they're not easily accessible. Um, They're also frozen 
So I would have to wait for them to defrost before eating them, which then obviously gives you time to think about whether you really want it or not. But these are the two strategies that I help to limit my temptation whilst I have those particular things in the house. The other things I do is also to make better options of certain um, foods, I guess. So instead of having ice cream at night because I'm looking at for something sweet, I will make something else that's a healthier version but still hits the sweet spot for me. So um, one of my go-tos is a really, really delicious apple, pear and berry baked crumble that you put in the oven, kind of just like an apple crumble. It has a little bit of the crumble on top. And I have that almost every single night. And I'll have that with some yogurt or some low-fat ricotta with some protein mixed in. And it's absolutely delicious. You can even also have this with, you know, a small scoop of ice cream. And that's not going to harm you. But it is a better option than overloading, say, on chocolate or some a huge big bowl of ice cream or something like that because you're looking for that sweet thing. So I often try to make better options or healthier choices of versions of food that I'm actually looking for. So this, yes, this does mean that you're going to have to do some food prep to help make your environment a better place for you so that you're not going to be reaching for those bickies and and cakes and things like that. The other thing you can do is to also have healthy options for your kids. So, you know, you can always do like veggie sticks and hummus and Greek yogurt and boiled eggs and fruit and and things like that. Like I also have those in my fridge ready to go. And I'll always say to my children, yes, you can have this or this. And I'll give them an option of say two healthier options so that they start realizing that they can't just have bickies and and all that sort of stuff at their disposal. Now, that is one of the biggest tools and I guess the biggest tips that I can give you is to make sure that your immediate food environment is a better option for you, okay? Now, if it's hunger that is causing you to snack, then the biggest tip I can give to you here would to be how about improving the quality or say maybe the frequency of your meals. Adding more protein into your meals throughout your day will actually promote more satiety, which means you'll stay fuller for longer and you're less likely to go looking for that snack. So for me, you know, I usually eat between five and seven times a day. And each of those times that I eat will always have a protein source and some sort of fruit and vegetables in that particular meal. It'll always have carbs and protein and good fats. So the trick here is to have smaller meals, but more often so that you're always quite full, that you're never looking for anything else to eat and to also make sure that your meals are actually hitting the spot. So, you know, look for things that have lots of flavor and lots of color. If you love and crave sweetness, make sure you have meals in there that's going to hit those particular spots. You want to make them so delicious that you actually don't feel like eating anything else. And this way, you're just going to limit the amount of eating just for the sake of eating. So for me, I think the biggest thing is to become self-aware of what you're actually doing. 
so that you can start addressing the habit. Remember, this is a really common thing, especially amongst us mums who tend to look after everybody else before we look after our own. And this is to the point where we will often be running around so much that we forget to eat or we're just grabbing bits and pieces. So by the time the afternoon comes, we're absolutely exhausted or we're craving and overeating at nighttime. So if you can try and have littler meals throughout the day more frequently, this will one, also give you more energy, but two, help that mindless snacking that you're, that you're constantly doing. I guess the great news is though, is that by implementing some of these tips that I've just mentioned, it's a great start in the right direction to getting your snacking and your mindless eating under control. Well, guys, I actually think that's a wrap. I've covered everything that I wanted to today I've in, in about this topic. Um, I've put some great tips in there to help you all get started. Now, if you want to share the love, give some feedback or ask any questions on today's episode, please, please head over to my Facebook community page, The MILF Podcast, and ask away. I'm always there to answer any questions that anybody has as I want to support you guys as much as possible. As always, thank you so much for listening and I will be talking to you soon. Thanks for listening to the MILF Podcast for moms intent on living fit and fabulous. Would you like to share your journey and getting your sexy back? Getting your sexy back? Then head on over to the website for full access to show notes, resources, and links to the Facebook group. Get connected. So you too can join the conversation and network with others on the same journey as you. Stay motivated. All wanting to live a fit and fabulous lifestyle. You can find all that and more by visiting the MILF podcast.com that's m-i-l-f-f podcast.com dot com dot com